that 80 to 90% of your success in anything is mindset and psychology. The real estate, yes, it's important. You need to know the mechanics or entrepreneurship or investing in the stock market or whatever it is you use as your vehicle for your financial freedom. But it's mindset that, that gets you to take action with what you learn. And so that's what I learned. I met a guy and, and taught me about mindset. You know, and fast forward to today, I've owned a couple thousand houses that I've rented long-term, um, multiple apartment complexes. Um, in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. Hey, this is your host, Dan Wynn, and welcome to the Financial Freedom Journal, where we talk real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned with successful real estate entrepreneurs to help you on your journey to financial freedom. If you find value in this episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with a friend. Lastly, make sure to follow the Financial Freedom Journal Real Estate Investing Group on Facebook. We're building a community that's dedicated to helping you transact your next deal. Hey, how's it going, guys? This is Dan Wynn, and welcome to the Financial Freedom Journal. Today, we have an amazing guest, Mr. Rod Cleef, and uh, we'll just go ahead and have him introduce himself, tell him a little bit about himself, and uh, we'll start there. So thank you very much, Mr. Rod, and, and uh, we appreciate you coming on. Oh, listen, I'm looking forward to this, Dan. I appreciate you having me, buddy. And for all you guys listening that are in the military, first of all, thank you for what you do to keep us safe, and we are blessed to have you in our lives, so thank you for everything you do. Um, yeah, so let me tell a little bit about my story, Dan, if you'll humor me, because I think it'll give some context and, and some framework to, I, I think, a really important topic that'll add value to your listeners today. Um, so I immigrated to this country when I was six years old with my brother and my mother, uh, and uh, we ended up in Denver, Colorado, where I lived for 30 years. Now, we did not have much. In fact, we had very little. I wore clothes from the Goodwill all the way through junior high school until I could get a job and actually buy clothes. And we, we ate expired food because that's all my mom could afford. Um, we drank powdered milk because at the time she thought milk was he healthy. And so, you know, um, and so I, listen, I know there are people listening that had it harder than we did, but I knew I wanted more. And my mom, so that we'd have enough money, she babysat kids. And with her babysitting money, she bought the house across the street from us when I was 14 for about $30,000. Now, when I was 17, she told me it had gone up $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? I'm getting into real estate. Uh, I'm going to be rich in real estate. Okay, I'm not going to college, mom. Sorry, I'm going to do real estate. So I, I got my I real estate broker's license right when I turned 18, which you could do with education uh, back then. And now you need experience. They got smart. But, but uh, I turned right when I turned 18, I was a real estate broker, not just an agent. And, you know, I was going to be rich. I got a bus bench, put it down to the end of the street with my picture on it, which didn't do a damn thing for my business, but made my mom proud. Um, and, and I made about eight grand, maybe 10 grand my first year. You know, this is, we're talking... 41 years ago. Okay. I made maybe, uh, let's see more than that. Almost. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> Actually 42. I turned 60 in a couple months. So, so, you know, I made maybe eight to 10 grand my first year, 10 to 12 my second year, but my third year I made over a hundred thousand dollars. And so what happened for me to 10 X my income between year two and year three? And it's a topic that I love to talk about on my podcast. It, 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 what I, what it is, is I discovered the power that comes from mindset and, that, and, and your psychology and the fact that 80 to 90% of your success in anything 
is mindset and psychology. The real estate, yes, it's important. You need to know the mechanics or entrepreneurship or investing in the stock market or whatever it is you use as your vehicle for your financial freedom. But it's mindset that, that gets you to take action with what you learn. And so that's what I learned. I met a guy and, and taught me about mindset. You know, and fast forward to today, I've owned a couple thousand houses that I've rented long-term, um, multiple apartment complexes. Um, in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. Um, and, you know, when that happens, people can tend to get a big head. Um, and I fell for that trap. I My head got so big, I could barely fit it through a double door. And, you know, I mean, I knew how much it was. It was like $8,000 an hour over the whole year. I mean, I, you know, and, and it was just, <laughs> I, I became insufferable. I thought I was a real estate God. And you know, when you that happens, that, you were that guy. They're like, hey, I was I'm that guy. Yeah. I thought I, I could do no wrong, man. You know, I'm, 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 I know real estate. Well, in 2000, you know, when that happens, God or the universe or whatever you believe will give you a, you know, smack down. And for me, that was 2008. I got my ass handed to me. I lost $50 million. I lost the 17 million, a whole lot more. And so what I enjoy talking about, if you humor me, Dan, is the mindset it took to get to have 50 million to lose in the first place, but then to, you know, lose it all. And, and then to be able to recover to the success that I enjoy today required incredible mindset and psychology. And that really was, that really was most of it. Um, you, you want, you want me to chat about it a little bit or? No, so I got a couple of things that I want to sure. touch on really quick, just a sure. highlight that, that you mentioned. One, um, one thing I love about specifically your podcast, right? You have the own your power portion of it where you talk about eight minutes or so, eight to 10 minutes on a specific topic. I think there's you know, inspiration or adversity or, or whatever the topic is for that week. But uh, that's one thing that I've noticed um, about you that you have, uh, you, you, you really, really, talk a lot about speak to the psychology of the mindset the psychology of success um and and i really find that interesting so i i assume hearing your story hearing the backstory about how your mom um you know she worked hard and then bought the bought the house across the street i assume you you inherited that or or you know got those traits from your mother well actually actually Believe it or not, I didn't. I got that from someone I worked with. But it's kind of interesting. You talk about my mother because I did a live event in Denver in May. And and she's the reason I got into real estate. And they and my brothers brought her from assisted living in her wheelchair. She was in the front row. And I'm behind the curtain freaking crying like a four-year-old because my mom's out there. And uh, it was really emotional. My brothers were crying. I was just beautiful. But um, no, she didn't teach me about my – she taught me about hard work. She worked her ass off. She, she had an incredible work ethic. The mindset I got from someone I worked with, a broker that I worked with, is, is, is a really dynamic guy named Gino. And then after that, you know, I spent 20 years following Tony Robbins around the planet, and he's the best oh. in the world at it. So, you know, um, but, but uh, you know, it, it took a lot for me to recover from losing, losing everything. I thought I was set for life. You know, I, I, I had 800 houses, I had multiple apartment complexes and I just imploded. Uh, and the reason I imploded, I'll, I'll, let me speak to that for a second because people always ask, you know, cause I, I believe it or not, I was at a 30% loan to value. So those of you don't, don't know what that means, I only owed 30 cents on every dollar. So, you know, $100,000 house, for example, I only, I only owed 30,000, but I still imploded. And here's why, a couple of reasons. Well, one, let me say this, when the market crashed, I actually went upside down. 
So my portfolio declined more than 70% in value. Okay, so that's number one. But the big reason that I, you know, that I crashed and burned was I wasn't focused on cash flow. I was focused on value. And what I mean by that is I, my, it wasn't, and it wasn't the multifamily that pulled me down. It was the houses. I had 800 houses, two hours, one direction, two hours, the other direction and everywhere in between. And so it was the logistics of it that, 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 that caused me damage because for example, if I sent someone to one of my apartment complexes to fix a maintenance issue, we could stockpile parts because everything's the same. You know, all the appliances are the same. The, the plumbing fixtures are the same. Uh, you know, uh, the HVAC is the same. So you can stockpile parts and I could send a maintenance guy in there. He could um, fix what's wrong and be in and out in an hour. Well, Economies if I had scale. to send someone, hmm? Economies of scale. Well, big time. If I had to send someone to one of my houses, let's say it was an hour away to be kind. I had houses as far as two hours away, but an hour away, they'd have to go see what was wrong because every house is different. Okay. And so they'd have to evaluate it. Then they'd have to go find a Home Depot or a Lowe's, which could be an hour or two hours round trip there. And then they had to, um, you know, fix it. And, you know, if you get into anything, when you're fixing something, you realize you end up usually going to the hardware store more than once. And so, you know, what would take an hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at my, at one of my houses. And you multiply that times 800. I also had properties up and down the coast. So I had wind and flood insurance on quite a few properties, which impacts cash flow. Taxes here in Florida are higher because we have no state income tax. So that impacts cash flow. And then the last thing that like the coup de gras was the fact that most of my residents were jobbers. They were, they were plumbers, electricians, drywallers, framers, uh, painters, uh, you know, and, and, and when 08 happened, it was like a light switch went off. All, there was no remodeling being done. There was nothing being built. I mean, it was just a light switch went off. So none of them had work. So anyway, it was the perfect storm, which is why I crashed and burned. But what was interesting through all of that, my multifamily did just fine. If I had not cross collateralized my apartment buildings with groups of houses, thinking I was real smart to get a better interest rate, I'd still have those apartment complexes. So that's why my podcast is called Lifetime Cashflow and, and my focus is multifamily. And so my, you know, my shtick for lack of a better word is if you're going to buy real estate to hold, for God's sakes, do, you know, bigger than houses, do multifamily. You know, there are other asset classes that are nice too, but you know, I love multifamily because for, for scalability, for safety, for, you know, uh, operational flow. ease, cash <laughs> flow, <laughs> all the above. You can scale much faster. So, yeah, big time. What you said, was, which is very interesting, which I find, uh, I'd like you to kind of maybe elaborate on that a little bit. So you were 30% loan to value um, on, on your homes, but you were On the whole still, portfolio, across so, the board. I only owed 30 cents on the dollar. So I'm assuming most of the, most of the single family homes that you had, maybe you were only cash flowing like a hundred dollars a month or. Oh, no, no, no. The cash flow, the cash flow. Well, yes, no, that, that's correct. After all, everything's said and done, you know, again, what killed us, you know, was the things I just described that impacted cash flow, insurance, taxes, uh, the maintenance costs, the logistics of it. Uh, and then, and then of course, when everybody lost their jobs and people couldn't pay their rent. But, but as far as the value, that 30% loan to value, the price, the, the values dropped so much by 08 and 09, I actually went upside down. So that means, I, I, you know what that means? I owed yeah, more than yeah. they were worth at that period of time. Okay, so, all right. And, that, and that's the crazy part with you being- Right, you know, I mean, that's how far LTV it dropped. So. <laughs> you know, I thought, 80, I thought 80 million baby boomers getting old and getting cold. I thought, Sarah, you know, Florida was recession proof. Well, right. eh, 
I mean, we were ground freaking zero between us and Vegas and parts of California. I mean, and it was a lot of people would argue we're in the same, we're in a, a, the same cycle, if you will, the same part of that cycle. Well, sure, no, no, we're at the top in, of the cycle. Yeah. We are, we are in an irrational exuberance right now. I see in all the stuff I saw in 06, you know, um, I mean, there are deals, but like right now we're kissing 200 frogs to find a deal. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've closed on a thousand doors in the last, I don't know, eight, nine months. Um, you know, they're, they're screaming deals, fantastic deals, but we're kissing a lot of frogs to find them. But there are a lot of stupidity going on right now. There are a lot of deals that shouldn't be done. There are deals that we, we get into best and final on, you know, best and final offers, what I mean by that. And, and we're like scratching our heads when we hear what they traded for and what people paid. It's like, you know, there's going to be some real unhappy investors in some of these deals. But, you know, and, and, and some may go south and we'll be there to snap them up when they do. Yeah, now, this like last every- this last time I was hiding underneath a rock for a couple of months and I well, you're you're ready now <laughs> uh, I, yeah now now I now I got the memo and I and I and, and I am ready but you know because of my experiences I'm I'm extremely conservative I'm extremely conservative with my coaching students you know I I make them if they've got a deal they want to raise money for I make them let us review it and make sure that it makes sense and work through it with them so that you know I'm protecting my other coaching students for example because there's a lot of irrational exuberance right now. People that have not been through a crash, they're not stress testing a deal to see how it'll do if it get, gets vacant. Like for us, if a property if a property will not cash flow at 25% vacant for us day one, we won't buy it. If a property wow. won't cash flow at 35% vacant in five years with our projections, we won't buy it. You know, we're doing massive operating reserves. I have a million dollar reserve on one property, half a million on another. Um, you know, just a, just a, a case. Stress you know, test and protect yourself. A, in case this stuff hits the fan, we want to be ready, you know, and, and that's just prudent. But there are a lot of guys that aren't doing it. You know, we listened to a presentation from a guy a few months ago and, and uh, we said, you know, how are you stress testing it? And it was like crickets. <laughs> like, Dude, if you think it's just going to be all glory for, for the next five years, you know, um, you could be, you could be set, you, I think you're going to be um, sadly mistaken and have a wake up call, but so but let's anyway. talk about some. So let's talk about some of those deals. Um, with the deals that you're the deals that you're working with now. Actually, let's just backtrack just a little bit. So um, you got punched in the face. You had some some single family homes. Got punched in the face. Well, and you had a mix of multifamily homes as well. Um, seems like the light bulb went out. You're like, hey, economies of scale. You got leverage. You got there. Are just so many more factors. So many more advantages to multifamily than there are single family. Well, um, I had I had multifamily in my portfolio. Well, okay, so so I mean, I I, I had a direct comparison. Okay, so when I tell you don't buy houses to hold, I've owned 2,000 of them. So I've got a little credibility. I had 500 houses in Denver that I sold. I had 1,300 in Florida, a couple hundred in Memphis. Now, we're not going to talk about Memphis. But I, I've, and I've held them. It's not like flipping them. I bought them and held them. So, you know, I've got a little credibility in that space. And I'm telling you, don't do it. Buy multifamily. Better. So anyway. All right, so let's talk about the, let's maybe the first multifamily you got after um, after the recession, like 2011, 2012, you know, when stuff started. To well, let, of- let, let me talk about a couple. Of, I'll talk about a couple that, that are, that are kind of exciting. Uh, we, we bought a, the first one was 101 unit, uh, uh, complex up in, uh, Beaver Creek, Ohio. Um, and, uh, and it's a, it's a pretty good example. Although it just got destroyed by a tornado, it's being rebuilt right now. Oh. Uh, literally 101 families all had to move. It was, it's, it's empty. It's completely empty right now. Um, but, we are going to raise the rents on that property. We, we already proved it that we can raise the rents $500. Okay. So to give you an idea of what that means, 
And I'm not, now they're not all like this. Okay, let me let me preface this by saying that this is just uh, an incredible example of why we love commercial multifamily because commercial multifamily the value is based on a multiple of the net income, the net operating income, the NOI. Okay, so in this case, it's a five, excuse me, a five hundred dollar increase. So you multiply five hundred times one hundred and one times twelve because it goes directly to the bottom line. That's six hundred and six thousand dollars in net income increase. For us, okay. Then you divide that by let's say a six cap. Although I think it's probably it's it's going to be an A property when we're done. So it probably could be a five cap, but I'll go with a six point oh. That's for a ten million dollar increase in value on that property, instantly as soon as we get it filled up. Okay, got another example. Um, a deal we did uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana. I not I normally would not have done a deal there. I don't particularly love the 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 market, but I couldn't pass it up. Um, and this is a 403 unit property. The owner, the seller rather, the seller paid 20 million 10 years ago. We bought it for 16 and a half about six months ago. It was 70% occupied. Now the reason I got excited is the property next door was 100% occupied and has been. And this property was, you know, in the 90s for a long time. It's horribly managed, head scratching, stupid management. So it's 70% occupied. Now here's why we love multifamily. All we have to do is get it to 90% occupied without even raising the rents, okay? This is keeping the rents stable. We're raising the rents, by the way. The rents are going up. So this is not even taking that into account. We get it to 90% occupied. We've increased the value about $8 million like that. Overnight. That's why we love this business, my friend, okay? So there's some good examples. Now, they're not all like that, okay? Please know that. Uh, we've got assets in Texas that, you know, we might only get a $200 a month increase. Uh, Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, probably about the same, $150, $200 a month. Still, better than a sharp stick in the eye when you do the math, you know? You're right, but I mean... It's better than better than most of the other asset classes, in my opinion. I well, think, sure uh, it is. Sure real it estate is. And then especially multifamily, you know? Well, there are two, two things I love about it. One is you can force the appreciation. I just give you an example. Okay, so, you know, we get the, we get the value back up. We get, the, we get our investors their money back. And then it's infinity returns because there's no money invested. You know, typically you'll do cash, what's called a cash on cash return. How much money are you making for your money out of pocket? But if there's no money out of pocket, it's infinite, infinite returns. <laughs> so, so, and that's, that's why my, my podcast is called Lifetime Cash Flow because that's, that's the model is, is to buy and hold forever. Uh, and you know, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's an exciting model. Now, now again, you know, we buy our assets to hold long-term. We may, we may sell the Shreveport asset, but I don't know. There, there, there've been talk about a billion dollar, in, um, development going in there right across the river from where we are. If that happens then maybe we won't, but, but you know, w what we do is, is we buy these assets, we refinance them and then we, you know, get our investors their money back is the plan with, you know, great returns, but also, um, and then just hold them and, you know, the investors stay in the deals, they get cash flow as well. Yeah. But the, the, the only caveat is, is we watch the market and we watch the sub market and we make sure it doesn't start declining. If it starts declining, then all bets are off and we bail, but, and we, we cash out, but, uh, you know, so let's talk about it from the, from the investor, the LP, the limited partners perspective there, right? So you guys are general partners and, uh, you got your, you have your cash investors there. What does it look like for, uh, an accredited investor who wants to who wants to invest with with your company. Well, 
Um, well, first of all, you know, they have to get, they, they have to go through a screening process and make sure they're a fit for us and we're a fit for them. Um, so we go through, they, they, it's the, the website is remcapitalpartners.com. That's remcapitalpartners.com. Um, and there's a, there's a, you know, some questionnaire they fill out and we talk to them, but what's different about us is, well, we offer a preferred return, you know, anywhere from seven to 8%. So that comes off the top for the, for our investors. And then we do a split 70, 30, 80, 20, whatever it is. Um, and, uh, and then sometimes we'll put in an incentive if we hit certain um, double digit IRR returns on the back end, uh, our split might change in our favor. We, we earn, we, you know, we, we earn a little more if we, if, uh, or when we produce, but uh, that's a typical structure and that's how we do it as well. And a lot of, a lot of operators out there doing it. The difference with us is, um, I spend a lot of time teaching our investors. Our investors go to my boot camps. I have three boot camps a year. I've got investors in my mastermind. I've got them, the largest multifamily mastermind on the planet. I'm blessed to say I just kind of organically grew into this monster with 5 billion in assets in it. And it's just an incredible group of people. And so I spend a lot of time on the education piece because there's a lot of people out there that are just too loose with their money. If you're going to invest in something, if you're listening to this and you're an accredited investor, for God's sakes, learn what it is you're investing in. You know, at least have a basic understanding because don't give your money to somebody um, unless you do. I don't care if it's, you know, the stock market or real estate or, you know, an IPO or a business. You know, you need to have some basic understanding of what it is you're investing in before you give your money to somebody. So, yeah, big time. I think that's, that's yeah. So yeah, we do training <laughs> webinars, and my 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 investors come to my boot camps. And hey, you got a boot camp coming up in uh in L.A. I think. What, yeah, January I got one in Los right? Angeles. Uh, yeah, yeah. rodinlosangeles.com. Yeah. It's just me for it's just me for um, three days. All three days. No, no, I don't have outside speakers come in like everybody else does to sell you stuff. It's just me drinking through a fire hose. I do spend a lot of time on mindset. We haven't talked about that, but I spend a lot of time on mindset because. You know, the sad reality is most of the people that go to a boot camp or buy a course or, you know, get into something, uh, learn to learn to, to, with the possibility of creating a future for themselves, the sad reality is 90% of them don't do a damn thing with it because of limiting beliefs, because of fears, because they're comfortable. Analysis you know, the paralysis. Right. The comfort zone's a, a warm place, but not a darn thing grows there. Okay. So you got to take action with what you learn. So, you know, not on my watch. Okay. You're going to, you're going to, you get a lot of mindset stuff. Now I've, I've got a Facebook group. It's got over 30,000 people in it. It's the largest multifamily Facebook group really in the world now. And, 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 and if you go to multifamilycommunity.com, it's a direct link to that group. And the reason I bring that up is, well, for one, put in multifamily bootcamp and see what hundreds of people have said about the experience. It's a lot of fun. Uh, people, you know, it's, it's very inspirational for people. They, get, they drink through a fire hose. Yes, it's a lot, but uh, there's a lot of mindset content. But the other reason is that, that I bring up that Facebook group is, guys, you know, especially you, you guys in the military that are overseas, you know, get in there and poke around and, and, and meet people because the people, you know, your peer group is who you become. Uh, the, you know, you've all heard the adage, the five people you hang out with is, is who you become. It's absolutely true. So you want to be around people that want more out of life that are, that are, um, you know, motivated and, and driven and are going to hold you to a higher standard. So that's a great place to start connecting with these kinds of people that, that, that want a better life. And, and so I recommend that. Um, 
Yeah, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. So. It's all good. I I, uh, I missed out on the the Baltimore when you just had I think a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, ago. I just I, had yeah, just had five hundred people had in a, Baltimore. Yeah, I had a couple a of friends fun. go to those. I had a I had about five to ten friends go to those. Uh, really? What'd they say? I said it was great. It's excellent. Uh, one of one of my friends was there for the first time, and he was like, "Yeah, Rod's uh, Rod's serious." And obviously, I mean, I kind of knew that just based off you know listening to the podcast all the time. Oh, so, thanks, buddy. Thank um, you. It was. It was really good. Yeah, I get, I get, you know, uh, we have a lot of fun. Uh, We have a lot of fun, but, but there's a lot of focus on, on pushing through those limiting beliefs, those childhood limiting beliefs, pushing through fear, getting uncomfortable, taking massive freaking action to build the life you want. You know, the, the, the old adage grind now and play later, or, you know, live like other people, you know, won't uh, like, like people refuse to do for a few years to live like they, like they'll never live for the rest of your life. You know, yeah, so, and, and that's what it takes. It takes that initiative. And, you know, I've got students that are in their low 20s that have hundreds of doors. OK. And, and you know, that because they took action. They, I, got, they, I, have they, a, I have another another coaching friend of yours. I just uh, talked to on my last episode that I put out. His name is Anthony Coletti. He's a friend of mine. And he he also used your program as well. He speaks every person that I know that that has used your program has said great things about it. So oh, that's kind of uh, you to say, that's, buddy. That's, that's, that's kind of you to say. So, and, but listen, guys, those of you listening, I don't you don't have to use me. But the, but what's important is don't dabble. If you're going to learn this business, be it real estate, first of all, make sure you love it or learn to love it because life's too freaking short not to do what you don't love. But then get a mentor, get a coach, even if it's somebody locally at a local RIA group, whatever, find someone to look over your shoulder to avoid the mistakes. Cause I've made every freaking mistake you can imagine. In fact, I have t-shirts now that say, ask me as how I know. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and it's usually a painful story, but somebody gave me a t-shirt once. Uh, in fact, it was Eric uh, gave me a, that we, we both know a guy named Eric, uh, Eric Upchurch. Um, but he, uh, he gave me t-shirts that Ask me how I know because I say it so much in my events. Now we actually sell that T-shirt because it's just hilarious. But <laughs> yeah. um, but right, so anyway, yeah. We talk the, a lot about we talk a lot about mindset. Well, go, go ahead and finish your thought. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna I was just gonna say, don't dabble. Okay, that's the key here. Okay, if you're gonna do this business, if you're gonna do any business, whatever your vehicle is, if it's multifamily real estate, for God's sakes, listen to my podcast. Listen to Dan's podcast. If you can come see me, come see me. It's it's how tickets are like 200 bucks for three days. That's how low you can get them. You can pay more than that for sure. But, but regardless, study this, learn it, don't dabble. But, and once you do, once you understand it, it'll take a little time, but once you understand it, it'll build your confidence. And by virtue of building your, 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 your competence, that your confidence will build. And then you have the ability to influence people because what's awesome about this business is it doesn't take much money. It takes knowledge. It takes action. And it, you, you know, you can put a deal together and bring in the, the money. You can bring in the, the credit. You can bring in the net worth and put a big deal together and, and you've got little or nothing in it, but your sweat. So it's just an exciting freaking business, man. Knowledge, determination, action, and probably creativity. I think. Yeah. I some think creativity are- for sure. Think outside the box, be a problem solver for sure. That comes to play. Yeah. Big time. So we talk a lot about, about the, the mindset and the, the psychology of, of, you know, success, right? So what yeah. is inspiring let, let you? Me, what's, what's let, let me share something, Dan, if, if you don't mind, because yeah, I really sure. will add value. I really want to do this since your listeners are in the military. Okay. So how did I recover from losing it all? How did I get there in the first place to lose? Knowing what I want, exactly what I want and why I want it. Okay. So humor me for just a few minutes and let me take your listeners through my goal setting process. Is that okay, Dan? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Now I think it'll help. I, I really do. If uh, you know, I, if you haven't heard it, uh, it's so powerful because 
that's, and then sure, I was underneath the rock for a couple of months, but then I got up and I remembered what I wanted and why I wanted it. And, and I got it all back. And so what I do is I, at my live events and, and, uh, and with my coaching students, I take them through a coaching program or I'm sorry, through a um, goal setting process. It literally takes an hour. So, so let me just describe it real fast so that your listeners can utilize this. And if you're listening, take some notes or come back and, and you know, when you can, if you're driving, come back and take some notes because this process is very exciting and, and it's something you should do regularly, frankly. Sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life, okay? That's number one. Just sit and write down everything, all the stuff and take the lid off your brain. If you, if, if you can imagine it, write it down. So if you, I don't care how big it is. If you're on a private island, a jet, a yacht, whatever it is, write it down. Write down all the stuff cars, boats, jet skis, planes, motorcycles, all the stuff, write it down, write down how much money you want in the bank in three years, how much you want in 10 years, how much cash flow you want in three years and in 10 years. So just everything you can think of and don't analyze it. If you're analytical, you can scratch it out later. Just keep writing till you can't think of another thing. Also write down what you want to learn in this lifetime. You know, me, I'm going to learn how to fly a helicopter one of these days. One of your buddies is probably going to help me uh, learn how to play the drums. That's another thing I want to do. One of my students has helped me with that. Um, but write down what you want to learn. Write down who you want to help, okay? You know, uh, life is, life, we are put on this earth to help other people. That's why Dan does his podcast. That's why I do mine. We try to add as much value as we can. So write down who you want to help. Write down what you want to do. If you want to write a book, climb a mountain. I jumped out of a perfectly good airplane a few months ago. Scared the shit out of me and I will not do it again. Airborne, but nice. It was, on, <laughs> it was on my bucket list. Yeah, my cheeks flapping, death grin on my face. Yeah, anyway, it was all documented. So um, I, I, the, I can suffer the pain anytime I want. But anyway, write down what you want to do in your lifetime. This is in your lifetime, guys. Big things, small things, everything. Okay, once you've got it all written down, it's not real until it's measurable. So put a time limit on each goal. Put how many years it's going to take you to achieve it. One, three, five, ten, even 20. Okay, put a number by each goal. Then, but remember this. We will overestimate as humans, we'll overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in a decade. Keep that in mind, okay? Like, for example, you know, when I was 18, I knew I wanted to live on the beach. I mean, I, I live in Denver. There's no freaking, there, or didn't live in Denver. There's no beach there. But I knew I wanted to. I visualized it. I thought about it. I had pictures of palm trees. And I ended up building this, you know, $8 million, 10,000 square foot house on the beach because I dreamt it and I made it happen. And um, so, so don't limit yourself, my friends, what, you know, by simple act of writing it down, it triggers something in your mind called your reticular activating system, which, which is like the, your mind's filter for what it thinks it's important. And, uh, and you know, it's the greatest example of that is when you first buy a car, you don't really notice them. And then you, then, you know, after you see buy it, you time. see them everywhere. They were, they were always there, but that's your reticular activating system. And it works the same way with your goals. So write your goals down, write them regularly. So once you've got a time limit on each goal, pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal that if you get it, you'll be like, oh my God, this is amazing. That goal, write it down, put it on another piece of paper. Also pick your, and by the way, if there's three or four equally exciting, just pick one. It won't matter for what we're going to do next. Then pick your top three one-year goals. Put those on a separate sheet of paper. So you got four goals on a separate sheet of paper. Leave a little room in between them. Now, What's really critical here and what drives you and what drove me to get out from underneath a rock in 2009 was the why. Why I wanted what I wanted. So you need to write down a paragraph for each one of those goals, why it's an absolute freaking must, not a should. You know, we should all over ourselves, okay? I should do this, I should do that. It's gotta be a must, okay? So write down why it's an absolute must 
to achieve the, those goals. It's like, like things like, so I can show my, my spouse what success looks like. So I can show my kids what success looks like. So, you know, we can go wherever we want and bring whoever we want, whenever we want, you know, um, whatever it is for you. And use emotionally charged words when you're writing your why. Words are very powerful. Use words like incredible and massive and beautiful and amazing and, and all that because they, they, they will move you. Now, once you've got a positive reason why, put some pain in there as well if you don't achieve the goal. So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't live a life of regret. So I don't fail my children. So I don't fail my wife or husband. Use that because, again, as human beings, we'll do more to avoid pain than, than even seek our goals. So use that because this is the fuel, guys. This is what causes you to get up early, stay up late, take that first step, which is the hardest one, and, uh, and get uncomfortable. Um, so, so use this now, lastly, Oh, let me say something about the pain. You know, there was a nurse in Australia named Bronnie Ware and she was a hospice nurse. So she counseled people at the end of their life and she asked them if they had any regrets and she even wrote a book about it. It's called the five regrets of dying. You know what the number one regret was, Dan, not living up to not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not living, you know, up to my expectations. Guys, those of you listening, we do not want those freaking regrets. So, you know, use this goal setting or a version of this to, to um, get the fuel that you need to take massive freaking action. Last thing I want to share is using visualization. Okay, I'll give you some personal example. I'll give you a public example. Jim Carrey, when he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for $10 million. He would pull it out and look at it all the time. That's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. Okay, when he was flat broke, that's, he wrote himself that check. Olympic athletes. They visualize a race before they do it. And the, the Russians started this, and now everybody does it, okay? Let me give you a couple personal examples. All right, when I was 18, I was going to be a real estate broker. I bought a four-door car, ugliest freaking car you've ever seen. It was a four-door Granada, bench seats, gray, gray interior, just freaking ugly. And I, I, I drove a friend's Corvette. And that's that's important piece that you want to if there's anything you want go experience it as much you can you want a car go test drive it you want a house go to an open house of a house like that you know go experience it well I drove this vet and I'm like man I gotta have one of these so I got a picture out of a magazine this is before you could spell internet I got a picture out of a magazine put it on the visor of that Granada within a year or two I had a beautiful Corvette I'll give you a couple more examples but know this in advance of me sharing these examples these are not me bragging. These things don't even interest me anymore, but they're great to hopefully inspire you listening to, to, to use this to get what you want. So um, this was back when the TV show Magnum P.I. was out. was before you were born. <laughs> but the actor's name was Tom Selleck. He was a detective, and he drove this Ferrari 308. Gorgeous freaking car. thought that was the coolest thing I ever saw. So I got a picture of that actual car, put on the visor of my Corvette. Then a year or two, I had a Maserati look just like it. Last example. I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. I had the posters of the Countach, Mike Tyson bought him and his wife matching Countach's, you know, the bikini girls washing the coat, yeah, all of that <laughs> shit. I had, I had all that in my bedroom when I was growing up. What's crazy is my son collected models of exotic cars. And we just, we just had lunch yesterday. We were just talking about this yesterday. And he had a model of the exact same color Lamborghini that and style that I ended up getting looked just like a model of, of this car, which I wrecked. But anyway, um, the, the pictures work. Okay. So in fact, let me show you something. This is my planner. If you put this on YouTube, I don't know if you, if you do that as well, but yeah, uh, it does. It on, on iTunes can't see this, but I use a paper planner. I'm a bit of a dinosaur. This is today. Uh, most of the stuff scratched off, which is a good thing. But in the back of this thing, 
are pictures I've had for literally 20 years, okay? They're all in plastic, they're dog-eared. I had them in Boston plastic, but the first pictures are my kids when they were young. My kids are in their late 20s now. And these, these are my gratitude pictures. Everything starts from a place of gratitude, guys. So if you've heard about vision boards and getting this stuff, make sure you have one for gratitude, okay? So here's my gratitude pictures. And then, then it's the stuff that I wanted. What's crazy is this picture on top looks just like the house I built on the beach, that $8 million house I built. You know, that, and, and then what's crazy as well is these ones below look just like the compound that I live in now. I lost that house on the beach, by the way. But this looks just like the compound I have now. I live in this compound. I have, you know, six buildings. I have an exercise facility. I have a media center. I have, you know, a theater room. I have a guest house on the water. I mean, it's spectacular because God's got a sense of humor. I can see my old house across the bay that I lost. <laughs> it's truly out my backyard. It's hilarious. But, and then I've got pictures of other shit. You know, I've got a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of watches, stuff I thought was important. You know, the Lamborghini before I ever got it, okay? The Rolls Royce. All this stuff that I got because I had pictures. So trust me, guys, this stuff works. All right, I'll drop the mic. But that, that, I, I wanted to share that with you, especially with you guys that are in the military. You know, visualize this stuff. Get the pictures of what you want. Write your goals down because it freaking works, okay? There we go. My gosh, my gosh. I did it hey, fast because hey, yeah. you had that look on your face like, no, right, no. land the plane, Rod, land the freaking no, plane. No, 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 and I'm sitting here just like, I, I'm taking mental notes like, <laughs> this is, right. it was excellent. Thank you. Thank you All so right. much well, for it's, it, it really it does excellent. work. It really does work, man. And let me share one other thing as it relates to goals because it's so important. And that is, you know, I built that house on the beach, okay? I mean, magnificent freaking home. I, I, just to give you an idea, it was, you know, I had a waterfall out of the second floor into the pool. You had to walk through the waterfall to get to the pool. I had tens of thousands of dollars worth of trees that bent out over the pool. And, you know, the, the big giant handmade spiral staircase that hand carved and beautiful that went up through the whole middle of the house. I mean, I, I can stop it here. On the middle floor, this will give you an idea of the house. On the middle floor, I had a, a, a fish tank custom made that wrapped around the spiral staircase. Fish tank was almost 200 grand. So, so that explains the caliber of the house, okay? Two months after I built I worked for this thing for 20 years, okay? Two months after I built it, I'm floating in the pool at night. It's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting. It was really cool. And I'm, 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 I'm floating. It's warm water and looking at the stars. My family's inside sleeping. And I get freaking depressed. And I mean, really bummed out. I'm like, what the fuck? How could I be depressed? I've achieved success by, by, by a thousand percent of society's standards. And I, I mean, I was really bummed. So I went out and bought some books. And one of them was, was by Tony Robbins. And so, and I'm a big advocate. If you have an opportunity <clears throat> to see him speak, just do it. But I went and saw him and found out that he fed families. And so what I realized, by the way, I had been totally focused on me. I built this house to prove to the world I was good enough. Truly, just to, to prove the world I mattered. And I'd been totally focused on me. Rod, 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 show the world I matter. And I went to this event and realized that people, some people actually help other people and give back. And I'm like, holy cow, that's cool. He fed families for the holidays. So I decided, I came back and I fed five families that year. Changed my life. I'm blessed to say in the last 20 years now, we fed 70,000 children for the holidays. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies. We've done 10, you know, probably 20,000 teddy bears to police departments for their officers to keep in their car when they, to comfort a child that's been traumatized. And the point here is guys, I was successful, but I was unfulfilled. 
Okay, big difference. And so my, my, what I want to, and one other thing going on, never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it. I didn't know what I was going to do next. Like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. You need a vision for the future. So that's why I wanted to bring this up as far as goal setting. You got to have a vision for the future. But the other piece was, yeah, I, I was successful by societal standards, but I was unfulfilled because I was totally focused on me. And what's interesting is I recognize this because I interview, you know, some really big hitters, uh, you know, multi, multi, multi-millionaires, even a billionaire. And I recognize if they're like I was back then, you know, narcissistic, totally focused on themselves. I recognize it's sad when I see it. Um, and so my, what I want to share with your listeners, and even those of you guys in the military, really important that you give back and you already do by, by virtue of what you do. But even beyond that, you know, help an elderly person, help a family. You know, I know they, they teach, you know, they ingrain this stuff in you in the service, but I, I, I want to stress it because, because that's what success without that is not success. And, and don't, don't think to yourself, you have to have the financial success to start helping others. You don't. Okay. Yeah. You do it now. Pick a family, pick an elderly person, pick a child, whatever, whatever juices you, you know, the environment, animals, whatever it is, pick it and do something to give back. That's success. No, I think that's true. That's truly powerful. Um, we, we learn most by teaching, right? Uh, same thing with giving back. I think that's what fulfills us the most by, by helping others out. You know, the more that we do for the world, um, the, the better, you know, we are, we become as per, anything as in this so. universe that doesn't contribute, anything <clears throat> in this universe that doesn't contribute actually gets eliminated. I mean, yeah. we, we, you know, contribution is a basic human need. It truly is. It's unfortunate that a lot of people don't, don't fulfill that need, but it's a basic human need. Yeah, that's, that's extremely, extremely powerful. And thank you. Like that. I hope you don't think that I was just, you know, trying to, trying to get you off the platform. I, I'm trying to keep you on the platform. I, busted, it's busted all good. Your chops. <laughs> I, I know I screwed up your agenda. I didn't mean to, but I really wanted to get that no. out just because your listener base means a lot to me, man. Yeah, you're giving you're 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 giving us tons of value, and I really really appreciate that. So, um, hey, you pretty much told us everything. Um, given give us you gave us the gambit. Uh, you pretty much answered all the questions I was going to ask anyway. So, I mean, that's that's essential. I guess the only last thing that I that I'd like to ask is, uh, which I think I know the answer to, because you, you kind of touched on it there as well, is advice for people that are, that are just starting off, right? If someone house, hack, mimic- house hack, learn the business, learn the business as much as you can. Those of you that are vets, use your freaking VA to buy a Plex, man. Live in one unit and start your, start your investing business right away. Yes. Okay. Yes, I yes. mean, God, you guys have such a gift with frankly, zero down payment financing. I mean, good God, that's incredible. Use it um, to get started and, and, but, but learn the business. Okay. Don't dabble, study this. Um, and, and, and you'll be very, very glad you did surround yourself with people that are doing it. I told you about my Facebook community, get in there. It's multifamilycommunity.com. You can come see me live. It's super cheap. Rod in Los Angeles.com. Uh, you know, love to see you love to add value to you. And, um, I think, and, and of course, you know, my podcast, if you're not listening to it, I hope you'll check it out. It's called lifetime Cash Flow. If you go in iTunes and put in real estate, I'm usually number one or two with bigger pockets. So. Hey, so everything you mentioned there is going to be posted in the show notes. Um, all your contact information will be down in the show notes. If you're, if you're listening to this on a podcast, it'll be in the show notes. If you're watching it on YouTube, just click the little link below and you'll see it. Uh, you'll see the notes there. So uh, that's great. And I, and I really, really like that you touched on the, the four units. I've done YouTube videos, a couple of different YouTube videos on how you can buy, you know, uh, four units with the VA loan and, and how that builds wealth and how you can create cash flow. 
uh, doing that as well. So I'll go ahead and put no brainer. That's a no brainer, man. Must make it happen. So make sure you watch Dan's video on that because that is, that's a, it's a gift. That's a gift. I mean, you guys are giving us a gift by virtue of what you do, but that's a gift, um, for yourself, uh, you know, back at you. Yeah. All right. So with that, I, I know we'll go, we'll go ahead and, uh, we'll go ahead and start wrapping it up here. Thank you so much for, for all the value that you provided. You gave us just, just tons of stuff. Um, I make, I pretty much make little clips off of, uh, things that I found very, very valuable out of each, out of each episode. I'm about to have like 20 of them in this one. So it's, uh, it's, thank you, buddy. It was, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate you letting, letting me pontificate. You know, I, I dropped the mic, get off my, get off my grandstand. <laughs> you know, I, I feel very passionate about what I do and certainly about your audience. So it was really important to me. That's excellent. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, my pleasure, um, brother. If, as always, if you find value in the content that we're delivering, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to leave us a five-star review. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to leave, uh, to leave a comment with any questions. We'll make sure to get back with you. Again, you know, Rod, thank you so much for coming on the show. At My pleasure. All of your information will be posted below. If you haven't, if you don't know about um, Rod Cleave, you definitely, you, all you got to do is Google him. <laughs> I mean, he, he told Thanks, you the story brother. here. All you got to do is Google Thanks. him. So. Thanks, brother. Uh, that's good stuff. But uh, with uh, that said, uh, go ahead. Do you have any in the last nope, words. That's it, man. Have a good one. It's, it's, uh, I really appreciate you letting me on the show and, and, uh, I enjoyed it and I look forward to getting to know you better as well, Dan. All right. Thank you very much. And, uh, with that, this is Dan Wynn signing off.